This is 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 the local music revolution the local music revolution local music revolution local music revolution local Hello and welcome to the Local Music Revolution. I am your host, Ogre. How you doing? On today's episode, we actually have a friend that I've known for a really long time. His name is Michael. Uh, he is in a one-man band. Uh, let me rephrase this. A one-man black death metal band called Through These Gates. When I met Michael, he was in a band called Mark of the Infinite with uh, another good friend of mine, Luther. Um... I have talked a lot about Luther. Uh, he was one of our first engineers that worked on our, our tracks. Uh, one of the guys that taught me how to do recording uh, somewhat properly. Um, and uh, yeah, we learned a lot and we were able to come up with them and, and do a lot of things with those two gentlemen. As years went on, Michael moved out of our hometown and uh, yeah, he went out and uh, did his own thing and uh, he's actually done really good for himself through the through these gates is an amazing band and the uh, the fact that he can do this by himself um really encouraged me very early on to see if i could do things like this myself and that was amazing uh so before we get into this interview which this interview is really really good um let's go through a couple things that you need to know so for the majority of the remainder of the year uh, the local music revolution is going to pretty much be on autopilot. Um, I right now work in a retail job as my real person job. And, uh, that means I have to be available to be able to work. Um, and that kind of, uh, is terrible considering I like this so much better than I like my real job. You can still contact me, but sadly this time in the year in retail is going to be hectic and there's a chance that I may take a little while longer to contact you than usual. Uh, so please forgive me first and foremost. Secondly, um, yeah, just uh, please be understanding about this. I have enough episodes to get where we need to go, which is super fantastic. Um, but also, I'm always looking for other opportunities to interview bands. Um, thankfully to Barmageddon that I've become very close with this year, uh, I've been able to get some really awesome bands. Uh, you'll actually be hearing a lot of those here in the coming weeks. Um, I have currently ran out of uh, phone interviews, and now I'm working strictly on live interviews for the time being. Um, so that's really awesome. It's face to face. So you'll see, you'll see and hear a difference in the, the interview. Uh, so back to the contact. If you want to contact me, you've heard it before. You'll hear it again a million times. The local music revolution is on social media. So you can go through facebook.com slash the local music revolution on Twitter at TLMR podcast on Instagram at the local music revolution on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash the local music revolution. And of course, the one, the only, the local music revolution.com. If you're wanting to hear current or past episodes, very easy to do. All you have to do is go through iTunes, through Stitcher, or through Google Play, and you can uh, stream those bad boys. Uh, very simple. You just go in the search and search the local music revolution. If you want something more intimate, I highly suggest going to my network, longbox.fm, of course. Uh, because, for one, you get all the local music revolution that you need and want. Also, you get so much more. You get the Firefly podcast. You get the Dirty Daddy podcast. You get that movie podcast. And so much more. Plus, Longbox.fm is an internet radio station. So you can hear everything that is local about Fresno, California. And you can hear some really, really good music coming off that station. Very, very easy to get there. Just longbox.fm. Along with Longbox that supports the local music revolution, we do have sponsors, which are incredibly, 
incredibly awesome and it's so awesome to say that i have sponsors so first and foremost the one the only stringjoy.com very simple they make custom sets of strings they ship them out to you and they do everything to make sure that you are taken care of so here's how you do it you contact them you tell them what your sound is what gauges you're working with and what the sound you want to end up with is once that information is taken care of, they will suggest what they think you should do. And I highly advise listening to them. They are professionals. They do this for a living. They send you the strings. You test out the strings. And then if anything's wrong, if there's not a sound or a comfort that you were expecting, you can go through and you can explain to them what's going on and they will refine that until your custom set of strings is your custom set of strings. It's very simple. And the best part is, once you get a checkout, all you have to do is enter the promo code LOCAL, that's L-O-C-A-L, and you'll get a discount for being a listener of the Local Music Revolution. And now, no more talking to me, or for me, this is Michael from Through These Gates, talking about what makes him and Through These Gates so awesome. Alright, I'm here with Michael from Through These Gates. How you doing, man? Pretty darn good. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. I'm at Barmageddon again. It's always a good time here, man. Yeah, it seems like a really great place. My first time here. I know. And you rocked the joint, man. You opened up the show and you set the bar pretty freaking high, man. Thank you. Thank you. Good to hear. Yeah. So, alright. So, uh, for everybody that doesn't know, uh, Through These Gates is what? And, um... Uh, just give a rundown of what you do in the bands. Well, I kind of consider myself black and death metal. Obviously, with the new songs, it's more symphonic black and death metal, I guess. Yep. Um, but I am the creator, the owner, the producer, the engineer, everything <laughs> up Through These Gates. Um, I do want to give a little credit out to my girlfriend, Amanda. You know, I mean, Through These Gates wouldn't be Through These Gates without her. I don't know if you've seen her over there helping me carry some equipment in, asking me if I need some help, but, you know, that's usually what she does when she comes. That's a good she, woman there, man. Yeah, yeah, 11 years. We've been together 11 years. Nice. I've been with years. my wife, Tin, and she does the same thing. If I'm playing a show, she will bark at people. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. get away from the drums. We're setting up. And it's not a he setting up. It's a we're yeah, setting she, up. Yeah, she had came out to me and was like, they charged me to get in here. you know. And I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> no, that ain't happening. <laughs> that is definitely not happening. Yeah, man, I got that, man. Like, um, sadly, uh, sadly, you know, sh stuff like that happen happens. But um, Barmageddon is really good about taking care of everybody. So, yeah. yeah. And it's pretty new, right? Like, it's less than a year old, I believe, year. man. So I remember like the halfies and yeah, way yeah. back when. My wife told me about it, and I had heard about it um, on Facebook and everything. I liked the page, and it took me a while to get down here. And once I met the guys, I was like, okay, it's a pretty cool bar. I can see myself coming in here. And then I wanted to do an anniversary show, so I played. I like I booked a show here, and since then, man, I've become really good friends with everybody here. The That's comedians, good. the musicians, the bartenders, everybody. I like how there's actually people here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've played shows where I dri drive all the way to L.A., five people. Yep. You know? Yeah. It, it's a kick in the pants. <laughs> it really is. And then you have shows like this that you're like, oh, things are happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, because Nick's the one that wanted me to play. He's um, from Dunning of a Massacre. Yep. Because I'm good friends with him. He asked me to play, and I'm like... Why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, all right. So let's talk about this because it's been an amazing couple of months here because of um, uh, Affirmative Reaction, Donning of a Massacre, you, um, and your past band, of course, uh, Mark of the Infinite. Um, we all were around the same time, like coming up and doing the, the bands and everything like that. Like, I've played with Mark of the Infinite multiple times. I've played with fucking um, um, uh, Cesspool yeah. and uh, Midnightmare and Struggle Through Apathy yeah. and everything like that. Like, there was a whole group of bands that started out uh, around 2006 to 2008, and we were just That's annihilating Tulare. And then all of a sudden, you know, about 10 years later, you know, we're all back in the same room yeah. <laughs> under the same roof. Yeah, you know, that's like one thing that's crazy because my ex-bandmates uh, from Mark of the Infinite were like, hey, dude, we're, we're coming. 
I'm like, oh wow, there's gonna be like cesspool in the house, Desma, struggle through apathy, yeah. warbound, like, oh my god, you know, yeah, like everybody. I, I saw I saw Luther and I was like, oh my god, the leprechaun's <laughs> fucking here. He's here, yo. Yeah. I was super excited about that, man. But um, like when I get in the same room, like um, like Dawning of a Massacre, um, there's four different guys in there that were in four different bands the last time I played. Oh wow! Yeah, dude. Wow. So there's there's so much history revolving around just us, and the sad f- part is nobody outside of the scene will ever really understand. Yeah, yeah. And yep. it's so great to have everybody here, dude. Yeah, there's uh, a couple people that came to see me tonight, you know, and they were surprised. They were like, "Wow, you know, like everybody here," and I'm like. Yeah. This is family. This is the musicians' community right here. You know, yeah, this dude. is like everybody. You know, back in the day when you would go to a show, it was probably one of these bands playing. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, you know, J Street Bar and Grill. Like I, I walked in and uh, uh, Derek introduced me to one of his friends, and he's like, "You're from DNA." I was like, "Yeah, I'm from DNA." He's like, "You're famous," and I was like, "No, no, no, wait, wait, hold on." No, I haven't been in that band for like ten years, and he's like. But, but you're famous. I saw you. And I was like, you saw me? <laughs> like, wow. Like, that's a throwback. Like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's super awesome to have that, dude. And it's wonderful to have you back. So now, like, things can start rolling, man. Yeah, I think it's definitely been, like, a long time coming. I mean, we, you know, we lived in Mammoth for six years. I, I actually started through these gates in, like, 2008. That's when I moved to Mammoth. I moved to Mammoth that summer. And that's initially kind of when I started. Okay. And it was really just started as a studio project. I needed to learn how to double track guitars. I needed to learn. I just needed to learn. Yeah, yeah, you know, of as course. A, as a musician wanting to go in the studio, you know, there's a lot you have to learn. Oh, and so much. That's really why Through These Gays started. And then I left one of my old bands. I moved up to Mammoth. And then it was just like up there, everybody plays reggae. You know, and it's like, really? Okay, I don't think I'm going to find any musicians up here that play this stuff. Wow. So I was like, I'm just going to focus on myself. I mean, that's... Dude, I got to that's that where point it started. Too, man. That's where it started. I mean, I have an unreleased album I never released. And, and it's like I go back and I listen to the songs. Probably going to be rewritten. I'm probably going to be releasing that album, too. Is that, like, one of your first that you put together? It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely horrible, but, like, now that I think of it and stuff, it was written on a seven-string guitar, and I don't know. I just I kind of want to go back to it. See, See I, what I could do with it. I wrote my first album that I put out. I didn't know a damn thing. I just wanted to write music and put things together and, and see what I could do. Yeah. And I did it and I released it and I listened to it again and I'm like, there could be something here, but you know, I just, I didn't understand. Yeah. And then um, I put out two more albums to where I actually thought a little bit more, took my time a little bit more and did that stuff. And you know, they sound better. And then the last one that I wrote, I put a year and a half into it and I wrote it to a click track and I recorded it to a click track and I wrote lyrics that were meaningful and everything like that and I did everything in one take if it wasn't in one take it wasn't saved you know I, I wow. learned those songs through and through yeah. on guitar on bass on drums everything wow. and then I trashed it really yes All I trashed work, it yeah trashed it I I like I have it on my phone I have it on my iPod uh, the the singer that I help I had helped me he's got it but there's something about it that just, it doesn't feel right. And I went off a feeling oh, wow. with that. And like like the one that, that you didn't release, there's something about it that you're just like, it's not there, it may never be there, but there is promise here, so I'm saving the shit out of it. That definitely sounds like, like me, like with uh, those albums there, that's my first and second album, officially released, you know, and... and the newer songs that I'm working on, I have, I think I have 13 songs. Dear God. Um, or more. I don't know. I've just figured out what I want, and those are the only ones that I stick to. But, um, I mean, I'm three years into this album. Still ain't done. Yeah. It's... Grant, granted, there were a lot of setbacks as far as health issues, work-related yeah. stuff. That's why we moved back. Yeah. I so that. that kind of has hampered the last year and a half or so of the album. Yeah. But... I mean, three years later, I'm still not done. I'm almost done with it, though. See, and I found one thing is if you're a solo musician and you're doing everything, there's nobody to bounce ideas off of, so you're going to sit there and stew on those ideas 
and at first they're gonna sound really good and after like the millionth time of listening to the riff you're gonna be like this is garbage i don't want this anymore yeah and sadly a good riff that you've worked your butt off and you've perfected and it sounds legitimately good to everybody else you're just gonna be like no yeah i i, I, I can't have, do it i have songs i've done that too i've written a whole song but like you know what this is crap delete <laughs> my girlfriend's like dude what the you could have kept it and i'm like it's gone <laughs> yeah it, it's it, gone it, it's a terrible fact but being alone you know that's what happens yeah. like I, I i think you forget that there's actually a point where you can be like yeah dudes you know this is good no matter what anybody else says yeah, yeah. Your, your head just gets in the way and it's just it, it makes it you know especially, so especially now like where i'm at in my music career i've perfected it i guess you could say but then <laughs> you know and i'm like finding all this other music like you know like when i first got into black metal a few years ago you know i was listening to like burzum watane you know stuff like that and then somebody showed me demo borgare and i was like oh my god this is the greatest thing ever so i'm over here googling like symphonic bands you know so you find like the karak angren and you know stuff like that you know and then that's where the whole like orchestra kind of aspect comes in and i'm like googling plugins for orchestras you know what yeah. i mean like trying to find something i can use and then i get it and i'm sitting there like but i have no idea i don't i know nothing of orchestra yeah yeah <laughs> you know so i'm like this is going to be interesting but i figured figured it out enough so far so so the thing about that i i know what you're talking about i really do uh in 10,000 or in 2010 my buddy Joey showed me a band called Elvati. They are Celtic metal. Something it's a pa like in, that, the, yeah. in the pagan metal genre. Yeah, yeah. They use hurdy gurdy like and pan vibes and shit like that. And I fell in love with it. Like I just immediately, I was like, oh my god! Like <laughs> more than Amonamarth, more than any other pagan metal. Like that was my band. Yeah. And I listened to every single album, every single song, everything like that. And the crazy thing is, what I found out was. If Pantera taught me how to groove, they taught me how to layer instruments on each other and make it sound good. And it's so nice to have that kind of thing. Yeah. The element, like in the black metal with the symphony that you're talking about, it adds such a dimension to your music. I, I heard your exactly. new songs tonight. Exactly. And it, they're completely you know, different. It's like, it's almost like looking at two different bands and it's like, wait, whoa. Almost. Yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, it's like, amazing. What, I mean, for me, what happens was, you know, it's like I listened to my first two albums. I enjoy the music, but back in those days, it was like my death metal days. It was my hate eternal behemoth, yeah. like old behemoth kind of days, you know. And I mean, I don't know. I, I got into black metal and then I got into this new, like, symphonic metal, symphonic black metal and stuff. And for me, it's more of storytelling. Like, I feel like it tells the story better because it's theatrical. Yeah. I mean, if you, li if you listen to Karak Angren, if you really sit down and listen to their music, how they structure, it's very, very theatrical rather than like a regular death metal band that's like, I'm going to cut your head off and, you know. Well, also, that comes from the symphony, too, because it had to be interesting. Yeah, exactly. And, and exactly. the thing is, like, they're telling a story with those instruments. Um, and, I mean, and any band's trying to tell a story. Yeah, but the symphony. But it, it, it seems it, like with the symphony, it's just so much more emotional. Exactly. It, it puts a lot of emotion in the music. And that's what this new album, that's what I'm going for, is that epicness. You know, like, you know, I, I slowed down the blast beats. I don't, I don't do the blast beats as much. I do them tastefully where they need to be, not just putting them in the whole song. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's one thing that, like, Goal-wise, I'm pretty happy about in, in the newer album is it's everything's tasteful. It's definitely not overplayed or overused or you know I mean no, you know normally bands they'll have songs that's like the intros four times, the verse is four times, the bridge is four times. Yeah. Some of my songs don't even have a bridge. You know I mean they're not structured like a normal song would be structured. Yeah, I, see, I went outside the box on that one. See that's another thing that um, when I was writing my last album. I went off a of feeling. Uh, I don't know if, if you do this exactly. or not. Exactly. That's exactly um, what I so do. So, like, I would, I would sit there with the click track and just write riffs, 
and be like, okay, that's the chorus. I really like this as a chorus. Yeah. So I'm going to write a verse or I'm going to write a bridge and I try to write as many parts as I could just coming off of these parts. Yeah. Then what I do is I go back and I structure them to the click and everything like that. And then I try to play drums to them. And if they didn't fit with the drums, like if it just didn't feel right, I couldn't get it, then I'd go back and I'd be like, either it's not good enough or I need to redo the song. And uh, like that right there, that made it to where, like there's a song where it's got what would be a verse, what would be a chorus, what would be another verse. And then the last half of the song is completely different. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it, yeah. it, it sounded good. Like, it, fe it felt right to me. Yeah. A yeah. And I feel like a lot of people try to go, okay, this is on the radio, or this is what is catchy, and this is what needs to be done. And the sad part is, like, sometimes your gut's going to tell you no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you listen to uh, one of my new songs, it's called Wake of Existence. It's only two and a half minutes long. <laughs> something like that it's not a very long song and you know when i wrote it you know i was like really upset because of how short the song is but i started playing it live and it just works somehow like it, it, the song because the middle of the song stops and it's just keyboards going nice you know and then the guitars come back in with wake of existence you know and vocals and then it's a blast beat you know it's a couple different variations of blast beats to the end and it just works like i sat down and i tried to write a second half to it nope ain't gonna happen yeah man because the song is epic for its own reason exactly. and that shortness is is it you know dude that's awesome that is super awesome and what is it called up again wake of Ex wake of existence yeah right now we're gonna take a quick break and we're going to play legion Yeah. 
That was Legion. All right, we're getting back into this interview. Most of the time, black metal, symphonic black metal, their titles are freaking epic, <laughs> right? There's just yeah, like, yeah. I, I, how do you come up with them? Okay, like, well, because I, I heard a few of them tonight, and they're like, "Wow!" Yeah, this this album is actually a, much different than what I did with previous albums, because previous albums, like in the eyes of the prophet, my second album, that one more or less focused on. I'm very, very anti-government, anti-religion. That's kind of where I stand. That's that's my okay. my views on thing. I mean, if somebody else is religious in the room, whatever, you know, that that's their own thing. I'm not gonna bash them for it. It's just not my thing. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And you know, my first two albums focused on government and religion. This third album, I sat down and I can't. I wrote a concept for it. So this third album is actually a concept album. Oh, you're speaking my language. <laughs> so, yeah, basically this third album is, you know, it fall it, it falls into my anti kind of religion thing, but this this album is about a new form of religion, you could say, that comes in, basically wipes everything out, and redoes it, restructures the world, restructures everything. You wow. Know? Bas- that's pretty much what the album's about. I mean, wow. It's kind of hard. It's it's it, sometimes for me, it's even kind of hard to grasp it. That like, why the hell did I come up with that? You know, and now but, I have to finish it? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you sit down, you listen to the songs, and, I mean, it makes sense. It's, at least to me so far, it makes sense. See, I love concept records. Yeah, It, yeah. it kind of goes back to Queensryche with Operation Mindcrime. Yeah, yeah. My mom showed me that record, and it, I, I was done. Like, that's the greatest, like, concept record I've ever heard. But you know, like, I know we were talking about Xanthrocoid earlier, yeah. and all of their stuff is a concept. Like he, what, what was it? He without boils or something like that? Uh, yeah, something like that. You know, they they built this whole crazy concept. Didn't they build an entire world or yeah, something like that? They did. That's where oh all their artwork and stuff gosh. comes from. That is amazing. Yep, and that's kind of where I got the idea for the whole concept album. Is you know I wanted to do something, you know, for one outside of my normal like. Because this whole album, I mean, I went all out on it. I like, I don't know how I'm gonna top this one. <laughs> that's the way I'm thinking right now. I don't know how I'm gonna top this one, but it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, oh, that's dude. You're, you're gonna get to that point. And you're gonna be like, I know exactly. <laughs> I this mean, this is going to make that the artwork one. has been paid for for a month, uh, for a year and a half already. I mean, I have all the artwork done for it pretty much. I mean, the artwork guy is just waiting on me to give them the song names and the credits and everything else that goes in the booklet. Wow. You know, so I told him, bro, you're going to have to be patient with me because <laughs> he, um, he's uh, br- called Brutal Disordered Logos out of Mexico. Really? Yeah. Really, I mean, dude is super talented. I mean, his artwork is absolutely amazing. Is his pro- are his prices fair? Definitely so. Definitely? Definitely so. I, I could not believe how... You know, not putting his prices down, but how little he charged me, that was his regular prices. You know, I'm just like, that's it? I, you know, I'm over here expecting like five, six, seven hundred dollars for some yeah, professional-grade artwork, and it wasn't even close to that. Wow. It wasn't even close to that. And it's straight-up professional-grade. Like, I couldn't be more happier with it. And he's I, out of Mexico? Out of Mexico, yeah. I put, wow. I put the, for the artwork, I put the concept together. And I just gave him the ideas that I wanted, and he sent me the the test back, and I was like, "That's it, dude." <laughs> you do not <laughs> like, have to edit. That's it, <laughs> dude. That's super so, fucking awesome. Yeah, and that's amazing. Waiting on me to finish the album, you know. It's do you have a title for the album? Yep, it's uh, in the majestic rites to passage. The majestic rites to passage. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh. think about that. The majestic rites to passage. And our rights, R-I-T-E-S? R-I-G-H-T-S. Really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, this, it's just a crazy concept, you know, the majestic rights to passage, you know, you think about it, and it's like, passage to what? The next life, the next world, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I just love the title, you know, coming from my first album, which was Church of a Thousand Sorrows, second album, In the Eyes of the Prophet, you know, now the third album and the, the majestic rites to passage, it just fits. 
Dude, it, it just, it, I don't know how, but it just fits. It feels right, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. Especially when you see the artwork, it makes sense. Oh, dude. It makes sense. I'll show you the artwork, too. Nice. It, it makes sense. See, and, and that's the thing. Like, when I was writing an album, um, there were times where I was just like, what am I going to, uh, like, call this? Like, what? Yeah. Like, I had the ideas that I wanted. That I had most of the songs written. Uh, just like, what am I going to call this? Yeah, yeah. And then, like... My my second record's called Pawn and the King or The Pawn and the King. The Pawn and the King. And it was about you know God screwing with people. You oh, know okay. it was uh, it was based on Greek mythology, but I used Pawn and the King because, you know, damn, like that's a nice name actually. Yeah, like it just came to me, and the artwork like me and my wife went through. I did it myself. We went through, and we took this plastic chessboard that I paid ten bucks for. And we just annihilated it. <laughs> like we cracked the board, we melted the, the the pieces and everything, and the only pieces were the pawn and the king still standing in oh, the middle wow. with all of this desecration around. That's him. cool. And we so like, actually did it like legit. Like legit in my living room, in my apartment, just me and my wife just taking out anger on pieces of <laughs> chessboard, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude. Like I was like, this, this is it. Like I, I got the idea. I even got the idea for the. Uh, the the album cover like right away and i was like this oh, wow. this is the most right thing that i'm doing at the point yeah and i was like i can't do anything else like i i, I have to yeah. do it this way and then my, the third album the one i told you i trashed it was called fallout um and no no association to the fallout the game, game or anything <laughs> like that what happened was my wife bought this gas mask and she it was from world war ii interesting and i looked at it and i was like that's that's the next cover of my album like it, it's the Gash next mask. cover yeah and i was like what can i associate it with but actually have a double meaning and fallout like for two years well actually for three years after i moved out of my my mother's place there was just every decision had its own little fallout like oh, good or bad you know something was gonna happen the ball was gonna drop yeah, and i was gonna yeah. pay whatever i needed to you know and like for that span i look back and i'm like it was i was just constantly living in fallout like the nuclear fallout you know the bomb yeah. drops then you have to live with the consequences yeah. and um Crazy. Like, so the entire album was based off of that like there's a song called cowards because there was a local band that fired one of their musicians because he was a father I can't name names, I, uh, but I just thought it was a cowardly move. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, and so I, I wrote a song about it. Fallout, uh, the title track is about, like, uh, me looking at myself in the mirror and, like, all the voices in your head through daily life. You know, you have to bat the bad ones away. You have yeah. to, you know, encourage the good ones. The sarcastic ones are like, just shut up, dude. <laughs> um, but there's always a voice in your head. And it was like, that was my, like, screw you. I'm going to do exactly what I feel is right in this situation. So. Well, that's good, though. I mean, you know, I feel sometimes, you know, that's where good music comes from is, yeah. like, personal personal life. I mean, yeah. and it, ain't nothing better than that, you know. I think, I think my favorite tra track on the song might be something that you would enjoy, especially with the, dark, the black metal situation. Yeah. It's called Becoming Cold. And it was, like, my hmm. interpretation on what it's like to fall into, like, a deep depression. Okay. As a human, every once in a while, you just fall oh, into wow. that depression yeah. where See, everything... that's like everyday life. Like, yeah. you know, there's so many people dealing with that. Yeah. That's and like, cool. I've, I've had chronic depression, and I was like, I feel like this would be the greatest song that I could write for yeah. this kind of situation. And the song, the title, Becoming Cold, like, that's it's just, just that's like... That's so cool. I exactly, <laughs> dude. Like, uh, I... That, you know, like, that's just one of those things where, like, when you came up with the title, it's like, this is the coolest song ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, oh, dude, I could go on and on about that stuff, but it's about you. I'm sorry it took so much time, dude. But, yeah, like, like I, I love concepts. That's the, what the whole yeah. spiel just now was about. I love concepts uh, because when you have concepts you can play with things yeah you can have I, metaphors <laughs> and you can do crazy shit that's funny that's funny you say that too because like you know coming up with a live set when you have like all these songs that are part of a concept it's like what do i do you know with the songs because i have old songs that don't like have nothing to do with the new songs you know what i mean yeah. or these songs have keyboards these ones don't you know what i mean so coming up with a live set's kind of hard sometimes but i have pretty much have like a 
a formula that I kind of go by. I mean, usually, if I mean, if you've seen me live before, you'll always see me playing some kind of an intro. You know, whether it's like an, an orchestral in, instrumental or with me actually playing along with it. I I love intros too, man. Yeah. Especially in a live setting. Yeah, and usually usually on my my albums too. Um, so far, each first song has been an intro. It's been a an Dude. instrumental. Dude, should say. all but the third one of mine has had an <laughs> intro too. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know why. Like there was a one that was just a marching beat, and then yeah. there was one that it was just like it was just pounding on the toms, just just fucking pounding. <laughs> and it was just like, um, just like the concept. It, what I felt. It needed to be done. Yeah. And it was yeah. behind like thunder and lightning and stuff like that. Yeah. Or at least those sounds. That's cool. So, dude, intros, I mean, you can have so much fun with them. Yeah. And that's that's what's great about <laughs> Yeah, I love the intro on uh, my second album there in the Eyes of the Prophet. It's called Distant Shadows Arise. <laughs> it's, it's badass. Nice. It's, it's really good. Uh, does it have vocals and everything? It's got like a scream in the the beginning of it. Um, but it's a straight up instrumental tra track. Really? Yeah. Right now we're going to take another break. This is Church of a Thousand Sorrows. <laughs> Yeah. 
that was the title track from uh church of a thousand sorrows from through these gates we're gonna get right back talking to michael about through these gates but yeah man so um so with through the gates do you have any future plans i mean i know we just talked a lot about your new record and everything like that yeah Uh, but being that the record is the record it might take a little bit of time so do you have any more immediate plans that you're looking at um i mean pretty much right now it's just trying to get that done i mean you know we just moved back down here to tulare so i am looking kind of looking for work right now but uh i mean you know i'm just trying to get back to my groove with getting back to the songs and figure out what i need to do get them done and i mean when shows come up occasional shows come up if i can do it you know i'm there i mean because for me it's not about just writing the songs it's about giving the music to the people yeah i mean that's my number one goal i don't sit there for a month to write a song to just sell it online no mm-hmm. i took i told myself from the beginning of through these gates it's like all right most likely i'm going to be a one-man band here it's just going to be just me but i'm going to do this i'm not just going to sit here write songs release them write songs you know my it's all about the live for me and one person that did push me you know to that was his name was tor um from mammoth lakes he was in a, a black metal band up there called valder you know they played a lot in town and stuff and he's actually the one that got me to play live for my first time and up there in mammoth lakes nice. so i mean ultimately that's my goal is to just keep playing live and to keep writing music right now get it done give it to the people <laughs> so i know a lot of people are asking me i feel so bad at live shows because there's like hey you got any of the new songs for sale you know, it's like, I'm sorry, it's not done yet. But yeah. I play it live because I know they're that good. Like, yeah. you know, most bands save their newer songs until, like, the CD release show where they'll play, like, one or two songs. But I'm just like, you know what? These songs are good. Why not just play them live? Like, or create create a buzz. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, I'm getting people like, dude, I want the new songs. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm doing it right here. You're, I'm gonna you're going to regret sure asking me this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, I'm going to make sure it's perfect. I'm going to make sure it's perfect. All right, man. Uh, so thank you very much for being yeah. well, here for, doing this. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is my actually my first live interview doing ever. So Good. Good. Feels great. Awesome. I love being part of the first interview process for people. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's kind of weird, but, like, you know, we just sat down and spent 30 minutes talking as friends, not as Yeah, I mean, I love like, talking. It's amazing. I love talking to friends, especially when – you know, people like what I do. And I mean, I don't know how many, you know, I had some guy give me his contact information. He's like, I'm helping you out. I'm I'm helping you out, you know. <laughs> Here so tonight? Yeah, he's going to find oh, me some dude. people. He's going to help me get some more shows. And, you know, and that's what I like. I mean, I played a show in Victorville one, one night at uh, a little bar out there. And I had some guy from Void Records approach me, gave me his business card. His name's Keith. He gave me his business card, gave me his contact information, and said, when that new album is done, you contact me. You let me know when that new album is done. <laughs> good, you know, dude. So that's it's like, amazing. It's nights like that that really makes me feel good, you know, that I'm doing something right, rather than just, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he's just trying to get attention. He's just trying to get attention. No, I'm on that fucking stage for a reason. Well, the, the, th- the problem with that scenario is you're legitimately trying to get attention. But not for reasons that they're stating. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, trying to show it. people that you have music and you have something to say. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, that you I do it the right way. Yeah, it's dude. It's not portrayed as fake or anything like that. I mean, listen to my drums. I mean, you can tell they're programmed, yeah. but you know, there's <laughs> parts of them that sound real. I mean, especially my new album. Okay, so <laughs> before we go, I want to tell you this, and I want this recorded. All right. So while you were playing... I look over at the Dawning of the ma- uh, Dawning of a Massacre uh, table that they have on side stage, right? And George is there, the drummer, and he's sitting there, and he's playing. You know, he's tapping his feet, not just the to the beat of your your drums, but he's actually mimicking your double bass. Oh wow! And I was standing mm. at the time, <laughs> and I was trying to figure out, like, all right, I could play this, I could play this, I'd need to work on this. And I, so I walk over to him, I'm like, you know, you were doing exactly what I was thinking about doing <laughs> right now, dude. And he just looks at me and he goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing to be able to have that camaraderie in the bands. 
But to be able to have you, like, make one of us think, like... Could I do that? Yeah, can we do this? Like, it, it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's like, the yeah. true test. and it's, it's. I mean, everybody asks me, like, don't you want musicians live? Hell yeah, I want musicians live. Duh. I would love to have a drummer and, you know, another guitar player, bass player and stuff. But it's like, listen to the drums. It's not your average drummer most of the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's pretty... I yeah, mean, like it gets pretty advanced. Me and Bob were sitting there when you said that you were looking for a drummer, <laughs> and he looks at me, and then he looks at Midnight, and I look at them, and I'm like, "Whoa, I'm good, <laughs> I'm good, I can play, but I can't play black metal. I've tried it, and blast beats are just not my thing, bro." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're definitely tasteful. They have to be tasteful, you know yeah. what I mean? So like, that's funny. Yeah, dude, and it's tonight's been great, man. Yeah, and, no, and you starting so out the fun. night like seriously, man, you put the bar pretty high. I was a little bummed out about it to be honest that they were having me play for play first, but I get it. Yeah. You know, I was just like, well, that kind of sucks. And I got to think about it. I'm like, well, you know what? Whatever. I'll just show them what I got. You know, like these guys, they haven't seen me play live. I thought I was on fire, right? They've seen me play live a lot of times, you know, with like my previous band and stuff. Yeah. And then like through these gates comes up, and they're looking at me like what happened <laughs> like where is this coming from you know what i mean dude the great thing is you have to walk on that stage with a chip on your shoulder and, and like it's a sad fact but you do but then you show them what you're about and that tonight like i knew you played in the band i've heard your demos um that you've sent me a couple yeah. um i've heard your albums i've kept up with you since we got to be friends on facebook once again and, and reconnected and i keep up with all of your music but I did not understand it until I saw you tonight. Yeah. So, like, that right there, in and of itself, like, uh, if if I were you in your shoes, I'd consider it a win. I really Yeah, no, it. totally. It's, it's amazing. Totally. I'm 100% happy with everything that's happened tonight. And it's awesome, dude. It's yeah. Awesome. I'm totally got my beer. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, thank you very much. We are now at 34 minutes, so I can technically make this its own episode if you would like. Whatever you want to do with it. Awesome. Sounds good. It will be its own episode. We'll talk about logistics in a minute, but thank you right. very much for being part of this. Thank you for talking about your band and everything like that. Thank you for the CDs. Yeah. They are going to be part of my collection. <laughs> thank you for your support. No, nah, dude. Don't worry. It's all about the live music, man. Yeah. And you, Sadly, like, people... People have made fun of me for buying CDs and for supporting live music. You know, want to know what I tell them? <laughs> Those bands, they come back. Yeah. yeah That's I mean, what it is. Exactly. And you're going to come back. Yeah. And you're going to have that third album, and we're going to talk about that and the concept and everything like that. Yeah, right? I would definitely like to have my release party here. Oh. Definitely if, here. Seriously, if you don't want to promote it, I'll be the promoter. I'll book it, and I'll make sure that it's a big show. <laughs> All right, man awesome awesome thank you again man thank you so much for having me and that was the show sadly there is no dirtbag we're still running on uh on dry here but hey dirtbag smitty's doing his thing you cannot fault him for that it's fantastic that his band core that's q u o r is actually making waves and doing things you got to check them out they're awesome now again if you want to contact me Facebook.com slash the local music revolution. On Instagram at the local music revolution.com. On Twitter at TLMR Podcast. On Tumblr at the local music revolution. And of course, the local music revolution.com. The dot com is important because it has an interview sign up sheet. So if any of you bands listening out there want to be signed up to talk to the local music revolution, all you have to do is sign up and let me know you're interested and we will get working and we will interview you and put that out and promote you. Speaking of promoting, our last sponsor that I want to mention, of course, Cold Cock Whiskey. Herbal whiskey that tastes so good when you drink it and makes you warm and fuzzy inside. Plus, one of the best parts about this relationship I have with them is they do support local and unsigned and even national acts. So you can actually go to coldcockwhiskey.com and check out all of the music that they support as well as all of the companies they support. you got to check this out, guys. On next week's episode, I have a really awesome metal band. 
uh, called A Thousand Shall Fall. You got to hear this. I, they were so good when I saw them. Uh, so nice, so humble, and so much fun to talk to. And that about wraps it up. I have nothing further to say. This has been a really awesome interview. I thank you, Michael, for being so awesome and talking to me about Through These Gates, which has been so much fun and so awesome to see what you've got. And I have CDs, guys. You can order CDs from Michael and get this band and help support him, man. Until next time, this is the Local Music Revolution. I am Ogre. You are awesome. Take care and be good, everyone. The local music revolution, 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 local music revolution.